Hey, it's me, the Kentucky Guy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about many things, such as Trump's latest statements from Mar-a-Lago. Also, we're going to talk about the corruption of the Biden family and how it continues continues to show how much he is in bed. And that's Sleepy Joe, by the way. How much is he still in bed with communist China? You can hear this and so much more on this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I am your truth beacon, your truth finder, the award-winning host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. If this is your first time listening to the show, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, no matter which platform you're listening to us on. We're on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and the list goes on. Also, we do drop two episodes here every single week, normally on Wednesday and Saturday. Also, for you sports fans out there, I do co-host with Donnie Cage, Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. We drop two episodes there a week, every Monday and Friday. Folks, if you'd ever like to be a guest on the show here or have any questions for me, you can always email us at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. And I do reply to all emails. Just ask some of the former uh, the audience members that uh, have emailed me in the past. <laughs> also in the description below is the merch shop link as, as well as the book. The book is still on Amazon, so be sure to check it out. And our website as well. The link is there as well. All right, so let's get into today's headlines. If this is your first time listening, by the way, what we do here is we talk about politics. Not just American all over the world, we talk about hope, we talk about how we can get our freedom back as a country, and we do do conduct a uh, special, oh man, you guys just made me say doo-doo, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, <laughs> it wasn't that funny, but anyways, and we also uh, do have, uh, we conduct special interviews here as well. All right, so a bunch of stuff going on today. Uh, we wanted to, actually, this is, today is Monday, by the way. I am a couple days late on this, but there were some things that I wanted to see how they transgressed before actually reporting the news to you guys. That way we keep you up to date. Let's get into the very first headline of the geopolitical, political, economical collapse news. Trump declares course of action to expel deranged warmongers and globius from U.S. national security. In an impassioned speech on Tuesday, President Trump declared his determination to vanquish and expel the deranged warmongers and globalists who presently hold positions within the U.S. national security 
Trump referenced his Agenda 47, which aims to eliminate the dishonest globalist establishment that has mishandled crucial uh, foreign policies choices for many years. Quote, we could end the Ukraine conflict in 24 hours with the right leadership. Trump said, adding, quote, at the end of my next four years, the warmongers and frauds and failures at the senior ranks of our government will all be gone. Quote, we will have a new group of competent national security officials who believe in defending America's vital interests above all else, Trump continued. Trump just publicly confirmed that the U.S. State Department was behind the maiden uprising in Ukraine Epic Twitter.com. Oh, man. Aha. Oh, man. I bet you that stings, Obama, don't it? Quote, take a look at the globus warmonger donors backing our opponents. That's because they are candidates of war. I'm, I'm the president who delivers peace, and it is peace through strength, Trump added. World War III has never been closer than it is right now. We need to clean the house of all the warmongers and America's last globalists and the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department, and the National Security Industrial Complex, Trump stated noting that he was, quote, the only president in generations who didn't start a war. That's absolutely true. Like him, love him, hate him, doesn't matter. The truth is in the pudding. Trump continued, quote, we'll stop the lobbyists and the big defense contractors from going in and pushing our senior military and national security officers towards conflict only to reward them when they retire with lucrative jobs, getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Man, oh man, what a statement, right? What a statement. And you know what? I think he's going to do it. I don't think it's going to be all the way until the end of a, another four-year term. I think he's doing it now. I think he's cleaning the house now, and he's trying to let us know, folks, it's happening. Promise made, promise kept. That's his slogan. Promise made, promise kept. And that's what he's done over and over and over again. Once again, do your own research. You don't have to believe anything at all I say. That's absolutely fine. But do not come at me or anybody on this program unless you do your own research. Don't come at me with empty empty words and all this stuff because that don't work with this guy. This guy's a researcher. I've got a whole team that researches. We know what we know. But I don't want you to trust anybody. You should always do your own research. All right. Also have the next headline. Is, uh, yeah, Trump also. Trump. Hopeless, hopeless Biden leading us into oblivion. World War III. As Russia's so-called special military operation enters its second year of full-blown war in Ukraine, former President Donald Trump takes President Joe Biden, task, task, Joe Biden to task for leading the U.S. into oblivion and a potential World War III. Quote, this is most disastrous time in our history of our country. Trump wrote Saturday morning in the Truth Social Post, World War III is looming like never before in the very dark and murky background. Quote, leadership is solely responsible for this unprecedented danger to the U.S. and likewise the world. Hopeless Joe Biden is leading us into oblivion. Trump's remarks come as China has become more publicly present on the Russia 
Ukraine war, including XPing potentially meeting with Ukraine's uh, Zelensky and back and forth with the Biden administration and China on supplying weapons to the front lines. Joe Biden said Friday he does not anticipate a major initiative from China to provide weapons to Russia in its war against Ukraine. His comments come days after Secretary of State Anthony Blinken told CBS that China was considering <laughs> providing lethal support to Moscow, ranging from ammunition to the weapons themselves, which Beijing denied. In a wide-ranging television interview with ABC News on Friday, Biden appeared to backtrack on Blinken's comments. You probably didn't know Blinken said it. The guy's so lost, he's probably drinking a little bit of warm milk and having a nap. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what he does. So, piece of crap. I don't anticipate. We haven't seen it yet, but I don't anticipate a major initiative on the part of the Chinese. China providing weaponry to Russia, Sleepy Joe said. I want to stick around and lay in a fetal position with my warm bottle of milk. No, he didn't say that. That's what I say. Biden explained in a conversation he had with Chinese President Ying last summer, he made clear what the consequences of providing weapons to Russia would be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's telling China exactly what to do. Come on. The guy don't know how to tell the truth anymore. He doesn't tell the truth on anything. Quote, without any government prodding, 600 American corporations left Russia from McDonald's to Exxon across the board, he said he told Shing. And I said, if you are engaged in the same kind of brutality of supporting the brutality that is going on, you may face the same consequences. I guarantee that never come out of this man's mouth. He is bought and paid for by China. By China. He, he's a joke. He, he's, ugh. When pressed on whether China would be crossing a line if Beijing were to provide weapons to Russia, Biden said the United States would respond. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we might threaten them with sanctions like we did Russia because Biden's so tough. Yeah, he's a tough guy. Big tough guy. Big tough guy. It would be the same line everyone else would have crossed. In other words, we would respond, ah, ah, I didn't even realize this was next. Biden, this is a quote. It would be the same line everyone else would have crossed. In other words, we would impose severe sanctions on anyone who does it. How's your sanctions work? Oh, my God. We are in. It's over a year now with the Ukrainian war. How's your sanctions working, buddy? I'm telling you, Russia's, Russia's having a rough right now. They're whoo, they're sweating bullets, old man. They're sweating bullets. Ukraine's allies have, have sought to use sanctions and trade bans to choke off Russia's ability to acquire more weapons or produce them domestically using imported components. Leaders of the group of seven industrial nations said Friday on the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of any country Averting Moscow by providing material support in its war would face severe costs. Ooh, now we're getting tough. We're going to charge them a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Come on. Really? Is it sanctions? Okay. Okay, so let me let me explain this to you. Sanctions on a country does work. It does. It really does. But not on superpower countries. Not on... Countries like Russia and China. First of all, 
China's already broke. I don't think they have the money to go to war in Taiwan or anything else, okay? They're broke. Now, they may get some of that energy money from Russia if they do sell them weapons. That's possible. But right now, they're broke. Do your own research. They're broke, okay? But they're still a superpower. So being broke with nothing to lose, who cares about sanctions? For real, who cares about them? Now, if this was Venezuela, if this was, shoot, even Italy, one of these smaller countries that we are, that we needed them, not, it wouldn't even work. This wouldn't even work on Turkey. Okay. Maybe Syria, you know, something like that. Uh, we're going to impose these hardcore sanctions on you. If you do this, they're going to bow out. They're going to bow because it's going to choke them out because they're small. They're small. They don't have, they're not considered one of the superpowers. They're not considered to be, have a lot of population that you can generate money from, or they're not considered to be like a nuclear, nuclear in the nuclear game. Okay. These are empty threats. I said this back when they done it with Russia, when that's the only thing Biden was too little, too late once again on Russia to stop them from the Ukraine, Ukraine war. And yeah, it's too little, too late. And it didn't work. I said it wasn't going to work. They're too big. They're too powerful. These little sanctions doesn't mean anything. Plus, they're energy independent. It means nothing. Nothing. That's like going to Saudi Arabia, right, and saying, hey, you know what? Here's what's going to happen right here, folks. We are going, we're going to shut off all of the gas that you guys receive from the United States and Europe. And they'll laugh. They'll laugh at you because they are energy independent. They have their own oil. Shoot, that's what Saudi Arabia is known for, is oil money. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, I don't know if, if we have any sports fans listening, but man, oh man, if you had not had a chance to see that punk, Jake Paul, lose his first boxing match, finally, the first time he boxes a true boxer in Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's brother, and lost by split decision. And why that one judge ruled in Jake's favor, I have no idea. Because if you watch that match, Tommy Fury boxed his head off. I'm surprised it went eight rounds. Now, some people are saying, oh, yeah, you know, but Jake, was he's a tough kid. He stood in there. I don't care. Jake Paul's mouth overloads his butt all the time. And I'm so glad, I'm so happy that Tommy Fury won that match. And when they have a rematch... My thoughts are Tommy Fury knocks him out. Knocks him out in the next match. Anyways, that happened yesterday in Saudi Arabia. If you haven't had a chance to watch it yet and you like sports and you like boxing, things like that, I'm telling you, or you just want to see Jake Paul get his head bashed in, look it up. It's on YouTube. Highlights, I'm sure. So check it out. All right. Sorry for getting off topic, but uh, I just had to throw that in there because that was an exciting, exciting match. Exciting fight, and uh, I enjoyed watching Jake Paul lose. Okay, all right, next headline. <laughs> Representative Comer, Biden witness cooperating with House, a big deal. Representative James Comer, Republican out of Kentucky, chairman of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, says the investigation into the business dealings of President Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, and son, Hunter Biden, has steadily advanced this week. 
despite Jim and Hunter Biden snubbing the committee's deadline to turn over certain businesses documents to the House investigators. A primary reason for optimism, Comer acknowledged that one of Hunter Biden's former business partners, Eric Schwinn, has agreed to cooperate with the House investigation. Quote, it's a big deal because he's the one who's been mentioned several times in the emails, Comer told uh, on Friday evening while appearing on on Spicer and Company with the hosts, Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith. Uh, Sharon is one who communicated with Hunter Biden that then Vice President Biden's tax refund had come in the mail and he was going to go ahead and just deposit it into Joe Biden's bank account. Comer then noted how Sharon allegedly wrote a check from Joe Biden's bank account to Hunter Biden. Quote, this shows that this individual had access to both Biden's bank account, said Comer, while reiterating that at the end of the day, this is an investigation of Joe Biden. The, the Kentucky Republican continued about Sharon. This witness is a key witness, and having his cooperation is a big deal. Also, Comer stated that the other former Biden associates have agreed to meet with the Oversight Committee. This investigation has made a lot of progress over the last 48 hours, Comer said. Regarding Jim and Hunter Biden bypassing the House's request for business documents, Comer didn't seem to phase, too phased by this occurrence. Quote, we're showing the courts that we're making every effort to give the Biden family an opportunity to respond to our reasonable request. They continue to deny. So we're setting things up to take the next step. Woohoo! Other people of interest in the Biden network are complying with our request, said Comer. They're communicating with our lawyers, and I do feel like we're get we get an overwhelming majority of information pertaining to the Biden influence peddling. Ooh, man. With House investigators closing and on obtaining bank records and ready subpoenas, Comer was pleased to see many principal witnesses willing to share their business histories with the Biden family. Quote, thankfully, people are coming forward. Sometimes the threat of a subpoena is better than the actual subpoena. Nearly everyone else is cooperating with the House investigators, except the Bidens, quoted Schomer. Woo! So, uh, once again, it's not going to work. I know, I, I'm, I, I get it. I'm Debbie Downer. Let's hear it. I get it. I get it. But, 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 it will show, it will show, it will help wake some Americans up. Trust me, guys, the only way is the military. I mean, I don't know. I could say that. I could repeat that over and over for the rest of the show. The only way is the military. But between this and this next headline, these are ways to wake our American people up that are still sleeping. Next headline. Oh, Chucky boy. Schumer, irk after Tucker Carlson access January 6th tape. Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat out of New York, criticized House Speaker McCarthy for giving the Fox News host Tucker Carlson access to surveillance footage from the January 6th, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. McCarthy made available thousands of hours of surveillance footage to Carlson, who said his team is spending the week at the Capitol looking at the video and preparing to reveal 
their findings to his viewers. Much of the footage has not been seen by the public. Oh, this is interesting. Quote, the speaker is needlessly exposing the Capitol complex to one of the worst security risks since 9-11. <laughs> oh, Chucky boy. Schumer said Wednesday in a letter to the Senate Democrats. The footage Speaker McCarthy is making available to Fox News is a treasure trove of closely held information about how the Capitol complex is protected and its public release would compromise the safety of the legislative branch and allow those who want to commit another attack to learn how Congress is safeguarded. This guy is so full of it. Why? What are they hiding? What is the problem? Why are, why are they wanting this hit? Why do they not want us to see this? Come on. We know why. It was all set up. Schumer also said McCarthy's move will encourage people who believe then President Trump lost the 2020 presidential election to voter fraud in several battleground states. Duh, he did. Hello. Quote, giving someone a disingenuous as Tucker Carlson exclusive access to this type of sensitive information is a grave mistake by Speaker McCarthy that will only invoke supporters of the big lie and weaken faith in our democracy. Schumer wrote that he believes McCarthy agreed to let Carlson review the footage in order to get the votes he needed from the mega wing of the House Republican Conference to become Speaker. The Speaker, nor any elected official, does not have the right to jeopardize the safety of Senators, nor Senate and Capitol staff for their political purposes. Period. Full stop, Schumer said. Schumer, you're the same guy. You're the same guy that stood with a mob of people on the Supreme Court steps, and you said, and I quote, I quote, you will reap and regret if you make this decision about overturning abortion. And that's not word for word, but you did, and you actually called out a couple, Barrett, you called out a couple of the Chief Justice's name. You are so full of crap, it's not even funny. And you've been in Washington way too long. You got to go. You got to go. Quote, it's shocking. It's a shocking development that brings in both political concerns, but even more importantly, security concerns. Representative Dan Goldman, Democrat of New York, said. <laughs> he was also the chief counsel, by the way, during Trump's impeach first impeachment trial, which he lost, lost horribly. It is not lost on anyone that one person that the speaker decides to give hours and hours of sensitive secret surveillance footage is the person who peddled a bogus documentary trying to debunk responsibility of the January 6th riot from Donald Trump and others. Well, uh, no, all he did was play the actual footage that you guys carbon copied and cut out, which said we're going to peacefully, peacefully march down there and encourage our senators to do the constitutional job. Yeah, you guys cut that part out. Carlson told viewers on Monday that he will begin airing some of the footage next week. Quote, we believe that access is unfettered. Uh, Carlson said, we believe we have secured the right to see whatever we want to see. And he's talking about us, the American people, not him, not Fox News. He, he's truly talking about the American people. And Fancy Nancy and old Schumer, your day's coming fast, 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 fast. Buckle up. Could get very interesting. God only knows what's on these tapes. God only knows. Okay, next headline.
Pope nationalizes Vatican assets, property, in a new reform. Uh-huh. Yep. Pope Francis has essentially nationalized all assets, all assets and property owned by the Vatican departments and affiliate institutions, declaring them to be sovereign patrimony owned by the Holy See and not any individual or office. Ooh. The action outlined in a new law published Thursday marks Francis' latest initiative to centralize Vatican assets so they can be managed properly following years of mismanagement that led to huge losses and prosecutors' alleged criminal wrongdoing. Francis previously stripped the Vatican's Secretary of State of his 600 billion euro portfolio and ordered the assets transferred to the Vatican's patrimony office following a scandal involving a 350 million euro investment in a London property. Vatican prosecutors have charged 10 people, including a cardinal, of defrauding the Holy See of tens of millions of euros through the London venture. The new law makes clear that the Holy See owns any assets, security, or property owned or acquired by the Vatican office or affiliate institutions. This elastic public property is entrusted to individual departments to use, but is disdained for the universal needs of the church to fulfill its mission, the law states. In previous stages of Francis' financial reforms, the Vatican ordered all Vatican offices to submit to standardized annual budgeting and accounting measures. Individual offices or congregations were allowed to operate in finance, financial silos before then. The Pope also centralized and overhauled the Vatican's investment strategy to ban spectacular investments to prioritize prudent investing in industries that promote the common good. Yeah, he just wants to take it, and he's going to give it to all the LGBTQ communities and the gays. Yeah, so if you are Frank and you're now calling yourself Mary Poppins, go see the Pope. He'll give you some money. The Pope will give you some money. Yeah, that's all I have to say on it. I, I don't really, I mean, what else can you say? You know, the guy's already, we already know that he's a gay lover and he's supposed to be the Pope. He's supposed to be the, he's supposed to be the sen- senior person when it comes to the Catholic Church. He's supposed to be the man, and he's not the man whatsoever. And, you know, who who cares, really? I, I don't even like talking about the guy anymore. He, he's, he's he, you know, he's that, trust me, he's one of those dragons in Revelation. You'll just have to go read it, all right? All right, uh, next headline. <laughs> Democrats consider breaking... With Senate tradition to get Biden more judges. Even as Democrats celebrate the 100th judicial confirmation of Joe Biden's presidency, they are clamoring for more. And some are flirting with ending a century-long Senate practice to help make it happen. The rising friction over what is Washington parlance is known as blue slip is creating tension with the Senate panel that handles judicial nominations and prompting stern warnings from Republicans about a dangerous escalation in the partnership that already dominates the judicial confirmation process. The clash over the Senate procedure 
could have major ramifications for Biden as he seeks to fill as many court vacancies as possible during the final two years of his term. Again, against at the speed with the Republicans approved judges during the Trump era. Democrats have made the confirmation to the courts a top priority, vowing to fill every seat possible. Their focus on the nomination is even greater now that Republicans control the House and can still stall much of Biden's border legislative agenda, broader legislative agenda. However, this law, listen to this, since at least 1917, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee has sent a blue-colored form or a blue slip to senators representing the home state of the judicial nominee. A blue slip return with a positive response signals the senator's approval of moving forward the nomination hearing, but if the blue slip is not returned or comes back with a negative response, that means the home state senator objects, can which can be doomed for the nomination. So here's the thing. They're wanting to change it all. You know, I've said from the beginning they want to pack the Supreme Court, and that's a fact. But now, even with our federal judges, and they already have so many of these guys in their pocket, so many of them. I mean, you cannot get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. You just can't. And for these guys to, for these guys to really want to push this and break this type of tradition, it shows you exactly what their mindset is. They do not care what is best or what the American people want. They don't care. And it, it's really, really, uh, it's sad. Uh, I just, how else can you say it? That's what it is. It just, it's sad. It really is. And it's scary, too, to think that they're going to have this kind of control. We need to wake up. We need to start writing our congressmen. We need to do something because, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a scary thing right now out there. And if you guys aren't worried about it, you really should be. If you're not worried about it for yourself, at least worry about it for the future, the children, the grandchildren, what have you, because that's who's going to really suffer what these left-wing nuts are doing to us right now. I promise you, that is who's suffering. All right, next headline. GOP representative bank calls out pathetic UN human rights tweet praising China. As Americans are growing tired of funding entities that are not on our side, including Nikki Haley vowing to defund our enemies, a House GOP member is ripping the UN Human Rights Office for praising a Chinese donation. Pathetic. Representative Jim Banks, Republican out of Indiana, tweeted Sunday morning. If the UN wants to contribute, continue shielding for the CCP, America tax dollars should not pay for it. The tweet that got Banks uh, dander up was Thursday, praise for China's $800,000 donation to the United Nations Human Rights Office. Thank you. Hashtag China for donating 800 k to support our offices. Work. You can donate too, and then it has a link. The exchange comes in a week where it is being reported President Joe Biden is seeking to recenter an agreement with the World Health Organization with former President Donald Trump sought to defund after it was working too closely with China during the start of COVID-19. 
Banks is a member of the new House Select Committee on the strategic competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party. The U.S. has a long, has long criticized China for human rights abuse, including treatment of Muslims and so and their women. Like most foreign aid, the U.S. is the single largest donor to the U.N., contributing more than $12.5 billion. That, that amounts to roughly 25% of the entire U.N. This is according to U.N.'s data, by the way. For 2023 budget, the, UN, the U.S. amounts to 22% of total following China, 15%, and Japan, 8%. So, yeah, so I say we should do it anyways. Take our 22% and spend it on our border. Spend it on our homeless. Spend it on our people. What are we doing? Why are we sending all this money to Ukraine? What what what, what is the deal here? I, I just I don't get it. Let's send it to everyone else and not ourselves. Let's not worry about home. Let's worry about Ukraine. Let's worry about their border, their fight. Let's send it to the UN, who is made up of nothing nothing but former Nazi regimes out of Germany. Yeah. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Now, I'll tell you somebody else is ridiculous. This will be the last headline of the episode. It's General Miley. This guy, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because at one time he, he worked very hard for Trump, but he is again and again shown that he has no loyalty to the American people. And that to me, that to me is just sad. Just sad. Let's go ahead. Last headline. Miley to Congress. Pentagon needs more Ukraine money by June. <laughs> U.S. Army General Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, told lawmakers last week that more money will be needed by June to assist Ukraine in its war against Russia, according to multiple sources. Congress, in the most recent appropriation for Ukraine in December, just gave them $45 billion, and it expected to bolster Ukraine until September or October. The money was a part of a $1.66 trillion government funding package. However, the munitions and the money from the appropriation is being used up at a faster rate than expected. Miley, who met with congressional leaders on Thursday, said another appropriation will be needed by June to prevent Ukraine from being unable to maintain operations and defend against Russian attacks, sources say. Congress appropriately roughly $112 billion in military and economic support for Ukraine in four separate spending bills last year alone. That includes the $23.5 billion in weapons and equipment from our Defense Department stockpiles provided through presidential drown dolls, according to the Kiel Institute for Economically, a German research institute. President Joe Biden made a surprise visit. It didn't surprise nobody, man. He done that for show. Made a surprise visit to Kenya last week when he met with Ukrainian President Zelensky. Biden, who has repeated his commitment to helping Ukraine, announced the administration's latest military aid package valued at roughly $460 million during his trip there. Among Republicans, there is a rift growing regarding future funding to Ukraine. Thank God, some finally, you guys are waking up in our Congress. Among Republicans, I'm sorry, 
Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and former Vice President Mike Pence are among those party members who have defended the U.S. support of Ukraine. Yeah, of course, because they're part of the money laundering that's happening there. Of course, at Russia's war in Ukraine entered its second year on Friday. McConnell issued a lengthy statement defending the lethal aid being sent to Ukraine as a direct investment against Russia's Putin war machine. Pence said Friday the U.S. should step up support for Ukraine. Yeah, and you guys, and some of you want this guy to be your president? Do you? He might as well change his party. He is a Democrat and a piece of crap. Quote, make no mistake, this is not America's war. But if we falter in our commitment to providing the support to the people of Ukraine to defend their freedom, our sons and daughters may soon be called upon to defend ours. Being told an audience at the University of Texas. He is such a dork. I can't stand this guy. Other GOP members, though, disagree. Former President Donald Trump told conservative commentator Glenn Beck that U.S. spending will pull the country into a World War III. Florida Governor DeSantis generally considered a contender for the 2024 presidential nomination was strongly supporting arming Ukraine to fight Russia. He urged sending defensive and offensive weapons to Ukraine in 2014 and 2015. Last week, though, DeSantis criticized Joe Biden for visiting Ukraine and questioned the value of U.S. spending for that country's defense. Thank you. An open-ended blank check is not acceptable, DeSantis told Fox News. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, <laughs> of course, warned during the weekend that potential GOP uh, presidential contenders who have called for the U.S. to pull back its support for Ukraine should understand the essence of this conflict. Yeah, go back in the basement with Barack Obama and pull Joe Biden's strings, will ya? Will ya? Will ya? Will ya? Will ya? Annalisa Rice. Man, I didn't even know she was still alive. She, she's another horrible, horrible, horrible person who does not have the United States' best interest, your interest, or my interest in, in, in mind. I mean, how else can you put it? In mind. All right, folks, so that, that was the last headline of this episode. You've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. And I am your host, the Kentucky guy. Once again, God bless and God bless America.